What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You are listening to Rum Buncher Radio. Happy opening day, 2023. Thank you for joining us, everybody. This is the Rum Buncher Radio opening day special. We're here to break it all down for you, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds later on this afternoon. If you're joining us before the game, thank you for joining us after the fact. Well, we thank you for being here uh, as well. Don't spoil the ending for us because we got some stuff to predict here, Marty. We're going to wrap spring training for the Pirates in 2023. And of course, we're going to preview everything for this opening day and, uh, you know, some season preview stuff as well. Here's the Pirates are set for this 2023 campaign. Marty, I know you've had a wild day. I know it's been a wild offseason as the Pirates have obviously made some really exciting transactions and, uh, you know, given this team a brand new look as they get set uh, for 2023, our third season now with the podcast. And as we get set for this season, Marty, a lot to look forward to with a completely different team, but I want to know how you're doing. I know you had a big Little League uh, walk-off win tonight, and, um, you know, just baseball in general getting revved up here. It's an exciting time. Yeah, you know, you and I were talking about talking a little bit before we started here. Um, it was definitely an interesting day in the Leap household. Uh, this morning I'm at work. My wife's on her way to work, calls me, realized her car was broken into last night. Um, her wallet was stolen. Thankfully, the wallet was found later in the day. Nothing was stolen other than, like, 12 bucks in cash. So, but you know, that was still a headache and no with the police. And then uh, the school that we both work in uh, was one of the, the many across the state of Pennsylvania today that unfortunately went down in, into lockdown because some sick son of a bitch somewhere thinks it's funny to fake phone calls about school threats and things of that nature. But uh, no, finished it off our first, our first uh, seventh grade junior high baseball game of the season of the night. And we were trailing going to the bottom of the seventh, eight to two. We walked it off nine to eight. So hopefully that's a, uh, that's a sign of things to come for the Buccos this season. Well, it's a good omen, Marty, to, uh, you know, to at least to transition us not to opening day. To turn the corner, um, you know, robbers and, and prank callers and a bunch of madness. I'm sorry to hear about it today, but you know what? We got baseball now on the horizon. Pirates baseball to look forward to. So forget about all that. It's time to, to think about the black and gold. And like I said, as the Pirates start this season, obviously a brand new look. We've talked about it in length on this podcast as the offseason has gone on about these new additions uh, and about what this season is going to look like. But before we really get back into a season preview and an opening day preview, let's let's wrap up spring training a little bit. Your final thoughts. Uh, I don't know if we uh, if we've had an episode since the World Baseball Classic has wrapped up, um, but obviously, you know, David Bednar representing the United States there, other Pirates, um, you know, with other countries there as well. But your thoughts on uh, on the rest of spring training, World Baseball Classic, and kind of the rest of uh, the lead-up to the season? Yeah, well, you know, I'll start with World Baseball Classic. I mean, obviously, that that last at-bat didn't go as, you know, us and most Americans had hoped. But, man, could you ask for anything better as a baseball fan? Bottom of the ninth, one-run game, Otani versus Trout, two outs. Like, it couldn't have been scripted better in – you know, it's just, it was great for baseball. That was so awesome. Baseball needed something like that. And for it to come down the way it did, the two best players in the world, 
two of the best players of all time squaring off to end the game. Just man, that was that was so much fun. Um, just tip of the cap to Shelly Otani, just wicked man. One hundred and two, and the paint that slided away he did strike out Trout. Just man, it's it's he's something else. But uh, no, I mean you look at spring training, and I mean I think there are some positives for the Pirates. Um, obviously, still a lot of question marks going into the season, but. I mean, to me, I'm a big believer in you don't look at spring training stats per se, but you can look at spring training results because stats and results are not the same thing. Um, regardless of what the stats say, seeing Key Brian Hayes have a lot more, more loft on the ball, a lot more loft in his swing is something you wanted to see, you know, on the mound seeing a guy like Johan Oviedo or a guy like Mitch Keller continue to see their stuff take a step forward in the world baseball classic, seeing Ronzi Contreras go out there and just shove for the Dominican Republic. These are all very positive things. Like I said, you don't want to put a lot of stock in the spring training stats, but you can put stock in the spring training results. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see a guy like Kanan Smith and Jigba. Um, he looked really good in spring. Can that carry over to the regular season? You know, let's find out. Like, let let him play. Let's see what he can do. And yeah, I, I do think that, you know, we're gonna get into this obviously as it goes on. I think this team is going to be better by a good bit this year than they've been in the last few years. Um, I'm not saying they're gonna compete for the postseason or anything, but I think we're gonna see them take a big step forward. And I think some of those results we saw in spring training with a guy like Hey, I mean, even O'Neill Cruz struck out a lot less, you know, like seeing those kinds of things, I think are they're positives. They're the positives you want to see out of spring training. And they're the things that are going to give you some confidence going into the season. No doubt about it. I mean, you know, like you said, you can't read too deeply into the stats, but you can go off the eye test and you saw a lot of uh, good there. If nothing else, you, you mentioned Cannon Smith and Jigba. If there's one guy I had to highlight, I'm going to say Nick Gonzalez just looked night and day quicker with the hands. Um, you know, so much pop in that bat this spring. Along with other guys as well, um, you know, a lot of positives coming out of spring training, out of the World Baseball Classic, and we're not a conspiracies podcast by any means. But, uh, you know, a little little wild to see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout go at it for the final at-bat of the World Baseball Classic. I think it was 96 percent of households in japan were tuned in yeah, something like that's crazy. crazy yeah i can tell you this conspiracy or not i guarantee you rob manfred was sitting there smiling ear to ear watching that oh, bat, so it was beautiful beautiful great for the game of baseball yeah, uh, yeah most, most, most importantly most importantly everything happened with the world baseball classic was great for the game of baseball and that's what matters most 100 percent. i mean just uh you know to put the superstars in that situation and uh, say what you want about the timing it's it's crazy with what happened with some of the injuries, obviously, and um, you know you feel for those players, but it just gets you in the spirit of baseball. I think it got everybody excited. You know, a lot of people that don't follow the game as closely excited about the game of baseball as we get set for opening day. You know, and as we get set for the season here, uh, but the Pirates are now set for a new look in 2023. Marty had an article out this week: three breakout candidates. For this team, the first area I want to preview tonight is that. Who would you have as your three breakout candidates? And kind of, you know, tell me about why you selected those three guys. Yeah, the three guys I mentioned, um, two pitchers, one position player. For position player, I had Rudolfo Castro. Um, I've touched on him a lot. I mean, you, you look 
what I mean, I think one thing people forget with Castro because he's ma- been in the majors for almost two years now. Right? I mean, to be debuted in the summer of 2021, the kid's still only 23 years old. Like, there's there's reason to believe there's still growth there. Um, and last year when he returned to the Pirates in early August from AAA in his last 200 plate appearances of the year, his OPS was around 800. His WRC plus was 119. He slugged like crazy. He had like a 12% extra base hit rate. Um, I think Castro is a guy like second base is wide open right now. I mean, I'm assuming Castro gets a start on Thursday. I'm sure at least early in the season, we'll still see good bit of G1 Bay as well. But I think Castro is a guy who could put it all together with that power. And, uh, excuse me, especially that power in the second base position. Put together a strong season, a strong breakout season for the Pirates. My two pitchers, one starter, one reliever. I had uh, Johan Oviedo and Dory Moretta. Um, Moretta first. I mean, he's a guy going into the spring. I didn't think really have much of a chance of being on this roster, um, largely because he has minor league options. But you, you combine how well he pitched in spring training with the injuries this bullpen has suffered. And here we are with Moretta set to enter the regular season in this bullpen. Uh, might even have a decently big role in it. Because, I mean, you look at the bullpen right now, and it's like outside David Bednar, who do you trust? You know, who do you possibly trust? Or the leader of tie game late. So, and Moretta's guy coming from Cincinnati has the stuff. It's a matter of refining that command, which I, I think we started to see him do. And, and last year, he's another guy who spent some time in the minors after returning, had a sub-3 ERA from about the middle of June through the end of the year. And his starting pitcher, Johan Oviedo, I mean, he's a guy we've talked about a lot on here also. Really, really good in his seven starts with the Pirates last September. Um, looked good in spring training. He's a guy who I, I was hoping was going to earn a rotation spot. Didn't want it to be because JT Brubaker is going to start there on the injured list. I mean, you, you hate to say it. You don't want to speculate. But, man, forearm slash elbow <laughs> issues. Almost always leads to Tommy John to be super unfortunate. I mean, Brubaker is a guy who, you know, he he led the Grapefruit League in strikeouts this spring. Like, he definitely looked like a pitcher primed to take another step forward. So, you hope he's okay. Um, but, no, with Oviedo, just glad to see him in the rotation. I think Oviedo is going to pitch really well. Um, I think that's one trade that we could be looking back on in a year or two and say how Ben Jarrett really fleeced the Cardinals to get a young start of the quality Johan Oviedo in exchange for two months of Jose Quintana. And I mean, I also real quick, we're on the subject. I don't think we've recorded last since the Jose Quintana health news. I mean, obviously glad to see that with his health scare, it seems like that was caught early enough that it's not, not going to be a long-term issue for him. I mean, obviously he was a great teammate, great individual here in Pittsburgh. So happy to see that it does appear with Quintana and the, 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 the cancer scare he had in spring training that it was caught early enough that it won't, it won't be a long-term problem for him. Yeah, I mean, you said it, Marty. Uh, obviously, scary news there, but, um, you know, it, it's good to hear that it looks like they did catch it early on in this process and they can get to it there. So you wish the best uh, for Jose Quintana. But that trade, um, you know, I, I think we've, we've gone on and on about certain trades, and we've talked about that trade a decent bit here, but that trade, I think, is going to be the gift that just keeps on giving, you know, as we get to see uh, th- those two youngsters continue to, to flourish. Um and, you know, JT Brubaker, another guy you want to uh, give some condolences to here is you got to hope it is not TJ surgery, but um, it's kind of just the vibe 
that we're getting right now. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see how it shakes out. But like you said, Johan Oviedo, opportunity there now. Such a fun pitcher. And um, Dory Marieta, a guy that hasn't been highlighted quite as much there. Guys, go check out that article on rumbunter.com. The rest of our coverage here is opening day. Uh, gets rolling. 2023 really kind of snuck up this year. I feel like that happens when you have a World Baseball Classic kind of event right on uh, right on the heels of it. Um, you know, and you said it, Marty, this bullpen uh, is going to have some guys, you hope it's going to have some guys like Darry Moreta that come in and kind of fly under the radar and can contribute here. And I think if the bullpen does fly under the radar as a whole, that's best case scenario because this bullpen, uh, to put it just plainly and simply, it's not very good. It is uh, it is pretty ass as we enter 2023. But if they fly under the radar, that's probably a good thing uh, because obviously the Pirates, not not too many big names in the bullpen at the moment. If you had to, uh, to pick another guy in this bullpen, you're excited to watch in 2023. Let's get it out of the way here early. Uh, your top breakout candidate out of the bullpen. You have Mareda in the article. Anybody else there in the bullpen you want to highlight? Yeah, one guy I was talking about in the bullpen, though, he's not going to start the year in the majors, so I think it really uh, break out the season. He's going to be Colin Selby. I mean, he he's quietly developed into the organization's top relief pitching prospect. His stuff just took a huge jump last year. Pitched really well in the Arizona Fall League. Um, starting in the minors, but I, I, I assume we'll probably see him pretty early in the year. I don't think he'd be the first guy they're going to go to when they need a bullpen arm. But the fact he's on the 40-man, he's not going to be far behind. So Colin Selby's a guy watching that bullpen. Really, really, really good slider. Um, I, I think he's a guy who could fly under the radar and put together a sneaky good breakout kind of season out of that bullpen this year. You know, this bullpen is uh, is going to be interesting, if nothing else, because you have guys like Selby there that you at least can get excited to watch. I think there's still some upside to a lot of these arms here. Going to be fun to follow. Silver Slugger is the award that is given out to the best hitter per position in each league. Let's just do a Silver Slugger for the Pirates in general this season. We can do, maybe if you want to hear Marty Silver Slugger, a gold glove for the Pirates, and then uh, maybe just an overall team MVP. What do you have? Who's going to be the best hitter on this team in 2023? I mean, if we're looking Silver Slugger, I feel like you got to go O'Neill Cruz, man. I mean, it's it's not to take anything away from Brian Reynolds, who's a fine hitter, obviously. Um, but man, the, the the potential in that bat for O'Neill Cruz, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch what he can do in a full 162 game season this year. I mean, let's be honest, I don't think anybody's going to surprise if Cruz comes out and puts together a 30 30 season. I mean, hell, if he pushed 40 40, I don't think that would surprise people. So I'll go Cruz there. Um, Gold Glove, slam dunk, man. Keep Ryan Hayes the best. I I don't. Spare me your Nolan Arenado crap, Cardinal fans. I don't care what position it is. Key Brian Hayes is the best defensive player in baseball, third base or otherwise. Any defensive metric you want to look at is going to tell you that. Um, he doesn't get the love he deserves because he doesn't hit 30 home runs a year like Nolan Arenado does. But I don't care how many home runs you hit when we're talking about defense. When it comes to gold glove, it's your defense. And Key Brian Hayes, regardless of position, is the best defensive player in baseball. Team MVP, even though I'll take I'll take Cruz on the hitting. I'll go back to Brian Reynolds for Team MVP. Um, I, I think with Reynolds, he's just that that reassuring presence in the lineup. 
he's still your best all-around player. I mean, by the end of the year, O'Neal Cruz very well may be your best player. As of now, it's still Brian Reynolds. I'm still hopeful that something gets done there long-term. Um, maybe by the time you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, whenever it may be, something has been done. Um, you got to remember last year, things didn't, the news didn't break with key Brian Hayes to what was it, the morning of opening day, I think. Um, so I, I definitely am hopeful something still gets done there, but rather anything gets done or not long-term, I still think Brian Reynolds is this team's best player entering the year. So give me him as a team MVP. I love it. I feel like that's, uh, you know, what you get across the board. I, I think it's going to be exciting to watch O'Neal Cruz all season long at the plate, the highest ceiling perhaps. Um, but overall, you got more tools with Brian Reynolds. You got a guy that has obviously spent more time in the bigs, is more matured, and just gives you an overall better game here. Um, kind of wild to think that a season ago we saw that deal. And then Key Brian, obviously, with the injury there early on. It was a scary time. It felt like a typical Pirates uh, fan moment. Um, but obviously, been great to see Key get back to his health. And um, that great defense, like you talked about. We have the best defensive third baseman in the division, in the league, at Cardinals, at anybody else that wants to argue that. Marty, um, you know, as we kind of sidetrack here, want to go through some other stuff predicting for the season, but we saw it just a couple days ago. I forget who tweeted it. Um, I don't want to miss uh, miscredit somebody here, but it looks like things are trending in the positive direction with Brian Reynolds. Well, what do you think this ends up looking like numbers-wise? Um, you know, and I guess... Ultimately, what do you think is going to be that last factor that gets this deal done for the Pirates and Reynolds? Well, I know where all the all the scuttlebutt kind of started on Twitter a few days ago. John Heyman mentioned that you know the Pirates uh, are trying to get something done with Reynolds before opening day. He mentioned that again on Thursday morning that this or, or Wednesday morning, excuse me, that the sides were talking. Uh, you know, Jason Mackey, Pittsburgh Post Gazette, friend of the podcast, had something on Twitter where he had talked to multiple people who seemed like they were, you know, cautiously optimistic something could get done. Um, in terms of numbers, I'm going to go back to what Jason said the last time he was on the show of, you know, seven years, 110, 115 million makes a lot of sense. Very doable for the pirates. Seems like it would get the job done for Reynolds. So I, I don't know if that happens, but I mean, I would like to think seven years, that 110 to 115, maybe 120 if you have to, gets the job done. And I'm just I'm hopeful that that's something we'll see come to fruition here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's something that I don't think anybody necessarily expected to get done by opening day. But it would be phenomenal if later on, before first pitch is thrown this afternoon, we see a headline break. Um, you know, and and Reynolds is a pirate for the long run here. Hopefully at some point, even if it's not today, even if it's not this week, it does happen. Um, Marty, a lineup for this afternoon. If you if you had to do it, I'm not gonna ask you to project a lineup because who knows what Derek Shelton comes up with. But if you're Derek Shelton and you had a lineup for opening day for the Pirates today, what would that look like? Now I will preface this by saying that this lineup. I would put out there would be under the impression Andrew McCutcheon is capable of playing right field right now. Um, there's some elbow inflammation going on there. So there is some debate on if McCutcheon will play right field right now, we might see him primarily DH early in his result. But if Cutcheon is capable of playing the field, I think where I'm going to start here 
Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I don't know if I love this. I think I'm putting Cruz at the top. Just I don't know where else to put him right now. Oh yeah, there's it's maximizing stats. Give him a chance to really jumpstart a game. Um, Reynolds in the two hole. Out of McCutcheon and right in the three hole. Clean up. I would go Carlos Santana as my DH. I'd have G Man Choi at first, batting fifth. I would go keep Brian Hayes in the sixth spot. Swinski in center. And then we're one area I think that might surprise people. I would go Austin Hedges eight and Rodolfo Castro nine. Um, I know typically you're going to put your worst hitter in that bottom spot. But one thing I love about the designated hitters, it gives you the ability to kind of flip that lineup a little bit quicker. And that's how you can do it. You put a guy like Castro in the nine spot, a guy who's going to hopefully get on base at a decent clip can run around and make some things happen give you the opportunity to set the table for the top of your lineup a little bit better. So that's why I would go Hedges 8 and Castro 9. Yeah, and I know you're weary about the uh, O'Neill Cruz at number one, so it kind of gives you a, a different look there putting Castro at 9. Yeah, uh, and I think part of the two with Cruz, like who else are you going to bat lead off? You know, yeah. maybe McCutcheon, um, just because you know Kutch is going to get on base a lot. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know who else bats lead off for this team, honestly. <laughs> And like you said, when you put Castro in the nine hole, in, in, in theory, why you do this is you want to get your best hitters the most of bats possible. So the where they're going to get the most of bats, obviously, going to be the one hole and the two hole. But you, in the past, you wouldn't want to put your best guy one because of the lack of RBI opportunities. But with the designated hitter, that gives you the opportunity where, in essence, they're only that leadoff man the first time through the lineup. Once you get down to that nine slot, they're not, they don't have a pitcher or an automatic out or whatever it is batting in front of them anymore. And that changes things. So that, and again, that also makes it easier to take one of your best hitters and put him in the two hole instead of that traditional three spot for that same reason. So, I mean, like I said, it, it's the variety of reasons why I do it, but yeah, just, just back cruise lead off and just, let's just see what happens. I mean, how, how much fun would it be if, you know, it's Thursday afternoon, this afternoon and, you know, it's opening bat of the game and Cruz launches one 
into the seats at Great American Ballpark to start the game. It would just, just yeah, just, just put him there. Yeah, let's uh, let's make that happen. O'Neill Cruz, Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's get it done. Uh, opening day later on this afternoon. Great American Ballpark, a fun place to start the season uh, for the Pirates. Mitch Keller, obviously, um, you know the excitement was was evident in the video that leaked out on social media. Really cool moment there, um, and you know so well deserved after what we've seen the last season. Then change a guy that has come so far, a guy that we you know hope to to see continue this. Saw it in spring training. What do you what do you got today for Mitch Keller? And uh, I guess just kind of a season preview. In your opinion, does Mitch Keller take another step in twenty twenty three? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he takes another step. I mean, well, let me phrase that. I think for a course of a full season, he takes another step. It's going to be difficult for Mitch Keller to pitch better than he did last year from the middle of May to the end of the year in those last 22, 23 starts, whatever it was. But if he can do that over the course of a full 162-game season, you, you got something good on your hands. Um, hopefully Mitch comes out, pitch well today. He'd come out today and get bombed. I still think he's going to have a really good season. Um, he just seems like a guy who's finally turned a corner. Like you said, Trey, just so easy to root for. He's He's been through a lot. <laughs> he really has. Um, from going from a top 50 prospect to a guy who you weren't sure was even going to stick in the majors as a reliever at one point, let alone as a starter. And now here he is coming off of a tremendous, basically four and a half month stretch to finish last season. He's starting on opening day. You got to be super happy for him. And hopefully he parlays that into a strong start to start what could be a really good breakout season for Keller. You got to hope so. And, you know, you hope this is a breakout season for not just Mitch Keller, other guys on that staff, you know, guys that are trying to be a part of that staff um, with, with the depth that you have there. But Mitch Keller, the opening day starter, going to get the ball later on today. Marty, uh, and, and guys, this is the part of the episode where if you want to expose this later on, start your clip right here. Um, win totals. What? Are the, how many games do the Pirates win this season and uh, and where does that win total land them within the NL Central? When I did my season preview, and I'll stick to it for now, I said 74 and 88. Um, no one wants to be a 74-win team. But considering they're coming off of two straight 100-loss seasons, the only reason it's not three straight is because 2020 was a shortened season because of the COVID. Um, 74 wins isn't half bad when you've been the – arguably the worst team in baseball the last three years. That's a, that's what a 12 win improvement over last year. Um, and I think what's most encouraging to me is if all goes according to plan, or at least most things go according to plan by the end of the year, you're probably sitting there seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, feeling pretty optimistic about where things are heading. I, I'll say they get some third in the division. I'll be optimistic. I think they're going to finish out of the reds. No matter what I think the reds stink. Um, I think the Pirates and the Cubs, I'm not going to say they stink, but I don't think either of them are particularly good. I think they both have a lot of holes. Um, I'll say they finish out of the Cubs. I think them and the Cubs are probably going to finish within a game or two of each other. I'll give them a slight edge over the Cubbies and say they finished third. Um, I, I mean, honestly, if this team's bullpen was better, I could, I would feel comfortable protecting maybe high 70s. I mean, I think this starting rotation can, this starting rotation can be sneaky good. There's some really good pieces coming for this rotation with Burroughs and Luis Ortiz and Quinn Priester. The lineup 
definitely doesn't have a lot of depth in terms of, you know, if someone goes down, but it's a much deeper lineup than they've had in recent years. You have a lot more power than they've had in recent years. Uh, yeah, to me, it's the bullpen, man. This, this bullpen legitimately might be the worst in baseball. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I still think they take a big step forward. They win 74 games. And, and like I said, I think the most important thing, the most the most encouraging thing that you're going to see coming out of them winning 74 games is seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and, and realizing like, Hey, you know what? They might be able to start to really get this thing heading in the right direction next year. You have to take moral victories again this season. Cause you know, at the end of the day, hopefully it is a signal for future success. You get guys up, they play well, or, you know, they show you signs. Um, but you know, win loss, maybe 74 is realistic. You got to hope that's the low mark. If the bullpen surprises some folks, Maybe they're in the upper 70s. You just got to get to 81, guys. And uh, that is mightily unproven. In a division that is not good, is is very bad. Um, one, that- one more thing. One more thing we're hooking. I had to the win total thing there in the outlook. Yesterday, I was texting my buddy John. Shout out to John. Big fan of the podcast. I'm sure you're probably listening to this right now. Um, stuck up there in Brewer Country, Milwaukee, even though hopefully, hopefully it won't be there much longer as he and his wife are looking to move back to the Pittsburgh area. But uh, okay. but um, no, John and I were talking about it yesterday, and we he texted me and goes, who are teams that you think have no chance whatsoever of making the playoffs this year? And for the first time in quite a few years, I didn't have the Pirates on my they have absolutely no chance list. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not predicting to make the playoffs, but the, the National League Central is not very good. It, it's it is. terrible, but yeah. I mean. There, there's a scenario where the National League Central is the worst division in baseball. Yeah. And with the extra wild card, it, there, there, there's a timeline somewhere where everything goes right for this team. They stay healthy. The pitching takes a step forward, and they screw around and win like 84 games or the third wild card, go to the playoffs, and get blasted by like the Mets. And, yeah. and, but. But and then again, I'm not predicting that to happen. I don't think it happens. But the fact that for the first time in three or four years, I'm sitting here and don't have them on my list of six or seven teams that have absolutely no shot whatsoever, in my opinion, making the playoffs, that's a step in the right direction. It's a non-zero. There's a non-zero yeah. chance. The last couple of years, it was a big fat zero. Maybe <laughs> it's in the like it might have been negative something. Like <laughs> this year, it's, it's non-zero. Yeah, it's, it's not likely. Don't get us wrong. Don't uh, don't clip that part. It's not likely, but there is a chance uh, that it could happen. You never know. Probably a scenario where they got to get out and they, they got to get some wins early. And the uh, bullpen obviously has to look, um, you know, mightily better than what we're expecting at this point. But it is non-zero, so it's fun to think about. Um, Marty, with this division. It is going to be absolute dog shit, but somebody has to win it. Somebody has to make the playoffs at the top, at the very least. Who do you have winning this division? I think it will be the Cardinals. Um, the Brewers undeniably got worse this offseason. Like I said, the Reds stink. I don't think the Pirates or the Cubs are particularly good. Um, I, I think the Cardinals are a team who, and this is a problem – that has plagued them for a few years now. Their top end talent is ridiculous um, with Goldschmidt, with Nolan Arenado. Um, obviously, 
he's got a lot to prove, but dude, Jordan Walker looks like the real freaking deal. Um, but you, you start getting deeper into this roster and the, the, the bottom of it's nothing special. I don't particularly love their starting. I mean, Adam Wainwright, he's starting the year on the injured list, but a big reason he's starting the year injured list probably because he's approximately 110 years old. Um, Miles Michaelis is what he is. Flaherty's been hurt. Steven Matz has been hurt. You, Jordan Montgomery, again, is what he is. I, I think if the Cardinals not ignored their rotation in the offseason, they could run away with this thing. Um, but I think their rotation will keep this division close. And, I mean, I could definitely see a scenario where it takes less than 90 wins to win this division. But, um, yeah, give me the Cardinals. Like I said, I, I don't. I think the Brewers probably the better starting pitching with Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, but um, the, the Cardinals, I think just have the better all around roster. Not that, I mean, I, I don't think either of those teams are going to win a world series or win the NL pennant or anything, but again, give me the Cardinals to win the division. Um, I, I really won't be surprised if Milwaukee does just because of the rotation, but I, I just I don't think the Brewer lineup's very good. I don't think their bullpen's anything special. So give, give me St. Louis. As much as I hate the hate the hate to predict good things to happen for the St. Louis Cardinals, give, give me St. Louis. I, I think they're top to bottom the best roster in the division. Largely, like I said, because the top of that roster with your Goldschmidt, with your Arenados, with your Walkers can be really really special. Give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean I. I... I agree, but I'm, uh, I don't know. It's kind of crazy here, Marty. You were thanking the Cardinals earlier in the episode for the trade that they made with the Pirates last season. Now you're going to pick them to win the division. I don't know what's going on right now, man. A lot of love for the Cardinals, but at this point, it is a likely pick. Uh, and it is interesting to think, you know, nobody really made any crazy moves to, to go ahead and run away with the division. The Cardinals, the Brewers, both could have done so. Um, you know, you scratch your head at the Brewers front office for a lot of reasons over the last year plus. Uh, but, you know, with with the Cardinals, at least, you'd expect them to do something with that rotation to bolster up and take over the Central. But, hey, maybe the door is open here for the Pittsburgh Pirates to win the Central Division. If they don't and, uh, you know, we get to the playoffs here, just uh, to look ahead and zoom out even further – who do you have winning the National League, going to the World Series? Who do you have winning the AL and meeting them in the World Series? And, Marty, who is going to be the 2023 World Series champion? Well, feel free to clip this one for when it's wrong, but I think Toronto wins the American League. The Braves win the National League, and it's been a long time since they've done it, but I think the Toronto Blue Jays get over that hump in the World Series. I mean, I love their roster. It's so good. That team is so much fun to watch play baseball. And slept on. Very underrated. Yeah, it's just that they don't get the credit they deserve, I think, because they're in the same division as the Yankees and the Red Sox. But, man, that, that Toronto Blue Jays team, it, it's a lot of fun. There's so much talent. There's young talent. Their starting rotation is filthy. Their bullpen is lights out. Their lineup can kill you one through nine. Um, and as if they weren't good enough, they go out and add Dalton Varsho this offseason. Yeah, give me the Toronto Blue Jays. It's their year. We're going to party like it's 1991 or 1992, whatever the hell year that was. Joe Carter hit the home run. Give me the Blue Jays over the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. Put them on a Drake album. I love the pick. Toronto Blue Jays. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i a known Braves hater. 
That's oh, mine. No. I don't want them to win the National League, but if they win the National League, they better lose the World Series. Yeah. One World Series is enough for them. They don't need it. It, t- it took them, what, 15 years to get their first one to the second one. Let's make it 50 years for the next yeah, one. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's make it quite some time. Um, and just, just in case we have any Raves listeners out there, you're welcome here on the podcast, but sure. you're not allowed to, uh, to take on the titles that they won in Milwaukee and or Boston. That's no, it, you've had very <laughs> minimal success in Atlanta and less world series championships than the Pittsburgh pirates who are going to go win the 2023 world series. And it starts today Four ten. Is that right? Four ten. is for Eastern time. Yep. I get home from work about 3.50, just enough time to uh, get down on the couch, do my yearly open day tradition of settling in with an icy light and being ready to go. I was going to say, if you don't have a, a black and gold can ready to go there, I'm going to be a little bit upset. Um, and guys, please, as you get ready for opening days, you get ready for first pitch here later on, check us out at runmunter.com. Check out all the coverage uh, surrounding opening day here and this offseason as well to get you prepped up for the 2023 run at it. And guys, follow us on Twitter as well, at Rumbutch, or interact with us throughout the day. Let us know your thoughts on um, on this lineup, on Mitch Keller, and uh, hit us up throughout the game as well. Let us know your thoughts on Pirates, Reds, game number one. Uh, Marty, real quick, for this opening series, um, your prediction here, what does it look like games-wise? Uh, Hunter Green versus Mitch Keller in game one. Um, and uh, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't know the, the other pitching matchups here, and I don't want to guess at it. But what do you got for the series? I'll say the Pirates take two of three. I mean, like I said, I think they're significantly better than the Reds. I um, I think the Reds are – excuse me. I think the Reds are the worst team in the division. I'm assuming if you look at how things shook out the last couple of games down in Bradenton, that Rowans and Contreras will go Friday. Rich Hill will go, sa- or go Saturday. Excuse me. Rich Hill will go Sunday. But – um. As for the Reds, I would assume Nick Lodolo, former Pirate draft pick, will uh, start at least one of those two games. But yeah, I'll say they take two of three from Cincinnati and get the year started on a good on a good note. It's like we talked about before we started recording. Thank God it is the Reds uh, in this first matchup. Get a chance at some wins here to start out the season. Anything else, Marty? You got as we begin to wrap it up here in this opening day special. Any other content you got coming out here as the season starts and. What else are you excited for? Is Pirates baseball uh, is officially back now? Just excited to have baseball back, man. I mean, tonight, you know, like I said, our, our junior high season kicking off as I was standing in the dugout freezing half to death as we managed to push seven runs across the win. And it's just, it gets, gets you excited. It really does. It's great to have baseball back. You know, opening day is, in my opinion, it should be a national holiday. Nobody should be required to go to work or school tomorrow. You want to sit on your couch all day long and watch baseball. You should be allowed to sit on your couch all day long and watch baseball. But uh, yeah, excited for baseball season. Um, it's baseball season. That means the weather's going to turn. Better weather's coming. Summer's coming. I can't wait, man. And this should be the most fun season that the Pirates have had in quite a few years. Also, again, not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything of the sort, but I think they're going to be significantly better. And you know, if nothing else watching Andrew McCutcheon get that 400th double, get that 300th home run and get that 2000th hit while wearing a pirate uniform. It's going to be fun. It's going to be special. Um, opening day, home opener next Friday. Cannot wait. AJ Burnett throughout the first pitch, Russell Martin in the game. That's going to see Kutch return to Pittsburgh. 
man, that, that's going to be fun. That place is going to be rocking. It's going to be special. So, yeah, I just can't wait. Can't wait to be back at the ballpark. Can't wait to baseball to talk about again. Yo, what a cool deal. We haven't even really been able to talk about that yet. Just going to be such a special moment there. Going to be a special uh, season here in 2023. Like you said, Marty, we get, you have the chance to get excited for the first time in a long time. Um, you know, and this is maybe not the team that's going to go win a World Series, but this is a team that's ready to compete. This is a team that has been realigned this offseason to set them up for 2023. No matter where you're watching today, we hope uh, you enjoy it. We hope you're wearing your black and gold. Supporting the Buccos, um, you know, and you have a safe day as the Pirates take on the Cincinnati Reds. From Marty Lee, my name is Trey Anity. Thank you so much for joining us for this 2023 Rum Munter Radio opening special. Uh, you got the takes, guys. So if you want to expose this later on, please feel free to do so. But those are in, and baseball season is officially here. Let's go Bucks, everybody. Have a great rest of your opening day, 2023. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.